I'm Mario Munoz reporting for the Rio Grande Guardian International News Service. In what must be the most innovative census data collection effort in the Rio Grande Valley, the city of Edinburgh launched the Census Mobile Ice Cream Machine. You heard that right. Census Mobile Ice Cream Machine. Currently, the city of Edinburgh's census average response rate, the best in the Rio Grande Valley, and better than the state's average, stands at 63.5%. Recently, Steve Taylor spoke to Edinburgh City Manager Ron Garza about Census 2020. Today's guest, uh, you will all recognize him. Uh, Ron Garza, City Manager for the City of Edinburgh. Let's tell, tell the viewers one of the topics we wanted to talk about. The first one we want to talk about, so important right now, is Census 2020. Lots of communities across the Rio Grande Valley are struggling to get the numbers up. Uh, Ron, you can talk, talk about the importance of the census, but, but I've got to say that uh, something special must be happening in Edinburgh. Other communities, communities must be so envious. You not only have got beaten your 2010 percentages uh, the last time the census was counted, but you're actually doing better than the state average. You're doing better than the rest of Texas. The state average is 60.7% in terms of the self-response uh, numbers. And Edinburgh, I believe, is at 63.5. Yes, sir. Um, As of today, yeah. What's the secret, Ron? You know, it's it's an interesting dynamic. And, you know, I had immersed myself with the topic of census. You know, you have to remember, you know, in 2019, going into the year 2020, census was supposed to be our very top priority. <laughs> you know, and then sure enough, mid-March, you know, the, the pandemic really did affect uh, South Texas down here and things did change. There was a lot of different distractions, but we had this most important priority right, right in front of us. And, you know, so, so I knew a lot about the census. Obviously I knew the, the vital, the importance of responding. So, so we tracked this, but early on, I wanted to make sure that, that we didn't lose with all the other distractions of a hurricane, the pandemic and every other thing that we've had to deal with we really did keep that front and center because long after all the other uh, issues are done, the impacts of the census will be with us for a long time. So, so uh, you know, we tracked it very carefully. We, we pushed a lot of traditional, you know, type, type uh, initiatives. Um, and then come about June, really did flatline that self-response. You know, all the responses naturally kind of hit this, this arc where people are just kind of getting their, their, postcards and responding, but we flatlined at about 51%. We really did hold that almost all the way through mid-June. And, and June, we were just gearing up for a good push of census initiatives when come, you know, sure enough, late June and early July, if you remember, that, that's when the, our, our COVID numbers really did spike. So we had another challenge. So, so what we did, we kind of went back to the drawing board and in July, we really started immersing ourselves with, with outreach efforts. And, you know, much like all city, you know, leaders and county leaders, we didn't want to put any staff in harm's way. So we, we really needed to get creative. And what we did is in July, uh, end of July, we opened up a, a very deliberate structure of a self-response center. So, and it was, it took a lot of, 
manpower, but we had people come in. They were screened in their car. They were then temperature screened. Then, I mean, it, it was such a, we used our activity center. And um, I, I committed to trying that for one week. And at that point, we were at 53%. And again, we just kind of flatlined. Sure enough, once we did that, you immediately saw the uptick. And we, we just were watching the numbers and we committed to doing this with the goal of surpassing the state average. So, and I gotta say, just staff were just invigorated by this process and we put digital signage, we just did all kinds of initiatives, but really the secret was individuals needed to be, uh, needed to be granted some kind of technical assistance to complete the process. You know, a lot of us think that the census is, is an easy process, takes five, 10 minutes, but for those that, that fear responding or for those that, that just don't have access to a computer, they, they need some help. So we invested, actually, it's, I'm sitting right here next to a, a big plexiglass, you know, uh, so, so we had a lot of these in place and we literally helped individuals fill out the census. Um, and we did that and we watched the numbers just, just rise and we all celebrated the day that we, we matched the state average. And then we, we took it a step further and we looked at the census tracts and we identified certain tracts in our city. So the last few days, instead of doing the self-response center where we had it, we actually did a mobile version of it and took all resources out uh, into a parking lot and we set up a mobile response. And, you know, we did giveaways and everything else to entice people to come. Um, we did a food distribution where they would also get food. They would sign up for other programs that we had going on. So, so we threw any incentive that we could to entice people. And it, and it worked. It really worked. But, but more importantly, we, we uh, provided the technical assistance for them to fill out. And we did this all in partnership with U.S. Census Bureau. We made sure we were within the scope of what we could do. And, uh, but we just had to take possession of it. And, and we have now set the goal for 65%. That, that is our goal. And we need about 1,500 more people to do. We have three weeks to do that in, but I think we're going to get there. And, and just today, so today we actually launched our last phase of this initiative because I really do know that going door to door is the most effective, but you can't do that in today's world. So in just thinking of, of interaction with people, this image of an ice cream truck came to us. And you know, if you think of the old ice cream trucks, you'd have that vendor lean over and what would you like kid, you know, kind of thing. So we, we found an ice cream truck. And today we launched what we're calling the, uh, the uh, census mobile ice cream machine. And uh, we badged it all up and um, you respond to the census. We have a laptop and Wi-Fi in there. We have a nice plexiglass window where people can stay about eight feet and they get ice cream treats. And they're also uh, entered into a raffle that we'll raffle September 30th for some, from uh, some Toro's uh, soccer prize packs. So, and, and what's really cool, we're, we're doing this with a lot of data um, the van, this ice cream truck will go strategically to those census tract areas of the lowest response. So we'll have a PD unit escort them. We'll have an EMS nearby. I mean, we'll, we're going to do this with as much safety, but we're going to have a little fun with it. Literally ice cream truck music will be playing. 
they'll get free streets, you know. So uh, we, this is our last-ditch effort to try to get us over 65%. Listening to your response there as to how you did it, it just seems as though perhaps you just started a little bit earlier. I know, uh, we all know before, before COVID hit us, all the communities had their complete count committees. When you, in your previous uh, position before you yeah. moved to Edinburgh, you, you were in charge of the Lower Rio Grande Valley Development Council, the re big regional complete count committee. You put so much effort into that. And that must have been sort of soul destroying to see all that, you know, all that hard work, all the preparation that you'd made. Yeah. It all goes out the window because of the virus. But then uh, you don't lose, like you say, you did not lose sight of it. And so for you to say we started things in July, that perhaps could be the difference between yourselves and some other communities. Th th that was it. And again, the, the number one thing we learned, again, uh, you, you know, incentives help. So they do help attract people out. But we really did have to create a platform where we can provide the technical assistance because, you know, we had people, you know, not only in English and Spanish, but tell us they didn't, they didn't understand what that question was actually asking or, you know, they thought they had responded when they hadn't. And I mean, it was, it's just, sometimes it, it doesn't seem confusing to us, but some people are just overwhelmed by that process. So you just need to guide them through that process a little bit. And again, you know, with U.S. Census Bureau changing their operational plan, going door to door is just not the same. So uh, we did get creative. It was a lot of work. And like I said, when we launched it early in July, we committed to one week just to see if we can, because we were at 53% for about 40 days with no movement. And sure enough, I mean, within two days, you saw it tick up. And I said, okay, let's watch this. And we all set that goal. We ended up doing the self-response center for four weeks and that was enough to surpass the state. So it works. It does work. Am, am I writing thinking, did I read somewhere that part of the incentives that you were giving out at some point along uh, in this process, you're actually giving a financial uh, in, yeah. incentive. Tell us about that. Well, it, it was, if you, it, it's part of the spark program, which that's, I know something else we're going to talk about. So yeah. Uh, I, I could definitely go into that if, you, if you'd like. So, yeah, the census part of it, at least. Okay. So, so well, it's what, what, so we did a community program called SPARC. Uh, and, and SPARC was an acronym, and it's, it stands for uh, Stimulus Program Aimed at Recovery from COVID. So, uh, and it's really, it has two parts to it, which I'll get into the other part a little later. But part of this self-response was also an opportunity for individuals to come in and apply for that program. So, uh, you know, that program had been launched for a few weeks, but it was only online only. And we had some success with that. But sure enough, like anything else, there's just a lot of our community that doesn't like to do things online. They'd like to come in and fill out that application. So, uh, so we, we tied those two together. And we technically didn't incentivize them to come in and do the census, but that self-response center was, was an opportunity for them to apply. And those that were eligible, not everybody walked out with it, but a good percentage did. About 70% of individuals walked out with it. And um, they walked out with that uh, incentive. And it's a, it's a business stimulus program, which again, I'll, I'll get into in a program. But yeah, you know, we, we, and that was just one of, of many. We did 
uh, Chick-fil-A gave us some, some gift cards. Right now we're doing ice cream treats. We've also done, uh, we did food distribution, you know, so we did other kind of t-shirt type thing, you know, anything you can do to just excite people. And the monetary value is not a lot. It's just that excitement of getting people to, to do it. But again, it was, it was pretty overwhelming doing it in a safe environment. And we had to, we, we had to map their, their home to make sure they had not responded. I mean, it was, it was a lot of work, but it was well worth the effort. So the financial incentive, which really, that was something else. And while they were there applying, making that application, part of the um, filling out that form to, to get that, um, that financial support required them, the family, to, to fill the census form out. So it, it technically didn't require it, but we marketed it that way. And, you know, we just happened to put the census line first. <laughs> we did the census and the second line was, and, and you know what? 99.9% of people had no issue with that. No issue with it at all. So, yeah, we were, we were very flexible at the end of the day, but people didn't mind. And some people, you know, what was, what was really enlightening, there was quite a bit of our population that just, just did not know what the census was. Amazing. So, and, and that's pretty amazing to think about, but that's, that's the truth. Yeah. That just shows you the, the level of communication that is still required in the Rio Grande Valley to getting the word out, no matter how many times uh, yeah. yourself, the various communities, the cities, the counties, the media talk about this. It still doesn't connect. It doesn't resonate. It's a, a, a real challenge. Yep. You're exactly right. For our region. Um, so, you were saying that you're, you've got a couple, one and a half percentage points to go to reach your final target. So I'm guessing you're, you're reaching out to those low-performing areas yes. with your mobile ice cream van. Yeah. Uh, which, which communities are they? Which parts of the city do you need some help in? So, so mostly in the city, it's, it's our northern part of the city, so north of like 107 University Drive and really our, our eastern parts of the city. So, and it's pretty visible by, by census track and we're isolating down as finely as we can go. And uh, again, we'll be kind of modifying the hours a little bit to accommodate for that. But uh, yeah, we're, so we, we launched it just a little while ago and uh, it kind of did its little, we did a little parade around city. We're actually every day going to broadcast on social media, the area of town that'll be in. So we'll have a radius where you know, we want to have fun with this and have people go out and find the ice cream truck. And again, not only do you get treats, you know, by responding to this, you're doing a great thing by the census, but also everybody that responds September 1st through September 30th, on the 30th, the very last day, we're doing drawings for HB gift cards that we purchased, uh, some Toros gift packs to the soccer, soccer game. So um, yeah, we're, we're just trying again to incentivize it, create a little bit of buzz. Uh, again, and it's, we're having some code enforcement officers and some of our PD escort this ice cream truck because this is just another way to engage with the community and, and get additional feedback on, on other things. Mm -hmm. So, and I think everybody misses that staff as well as, as residents. Mm -hmm. Have you been tracking? So if you reach that 65% and you've got a few weeks to get there, um, after that, the census bureau themselves, they come in and they try to get the rest of the community, so that 35% that's left, um, are you tracking how they're doing? Um, do they get, does the Census Bureau give you the data on how they've been performing in your city to get it to that 
closer to the 100%. So, so right now, they, they supplement the self-response process. So, so they're kind of into the equation of helping us you know, get the self-response up. After September 30th, then yes, obviously, we'll see the difference. Again, so 63.5, uh, I know we can do better, but we do have to sit back and appreciate. So 63.5, it is the highest in the Ruban Valley. So, uh, so we're very, very proud of that. And 65 is a, is a pretty noble goal, but we put it out there. We designed a plan, and, and I'm pretty confident. We're going to get close, but I think we're going to get it. Well, um, I think you're not really giving yourself enough credit there because you've easily topped the 2010, and, and yeah. yet you've done it in the year of COVID when everyone's attention was somewhere else. I mean, census clearly was not uh, the top priority. Yeah. Um, in late spring, early summer, and so um, I'm guess I'm guessing you're getting a lot of calls from other city managers. Yeah, <laughs> how, how are you? And, how are you? Yeah, and, and the short story is uh, a little incentives and technical assistance. That's that's basically what it comes down to. Mm -hmm. So there's there's all creative ways to do that, but you, you really do need to help individuals complete and you know do the census. You know, it, it was. One of our mobile sites, at the very end of the line, we literally had the tents and computers set up, and the line was backing up. So what we tried to do to, to alleviate the line, we would go, you know, car by car with a, with a kind of a poster uh, and a QR code so individuals could scan and do it in their car while they're waiting in line. Even at that, they didn't want to do that. They said, no, I'll just, I'll wait in line and I'd rather get to where somebody can ask me to, you know, help me ask the questions or, you know, so yeah, they're just technical assistance. That's, that's bottom line. And again, incentives never hurt. <laughs> mm, that's key to it. Um, I'll, I'll wrap up our questions about the census by giving you an opportunity now to just, for those perhaps that are watching this and haven't filled the form out, give us, give us the, the, the reasons you, you, as we said earlier, you were in charge of the COG or executive director of our council of government. So you were the conduit for all that federal money. Tell us what the Valley stands to lose if we do not get a really good count, not just Edinburgh, but across the Valley. Tell us why it's so important. You know, the easiest way to, to capture that is to say that every single resource, you know, that, that's a public resource, federal or state, is, is, uh, is calculated, used by some kind of population formula. So, I mean, it is everything we can, we can think of. So, you know, every community uh, knows that there's deficits in road construction, sidewalks, you know, schools, drainage. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. So, you know, and, and we're, such a, we're so used to either applying for something or doing something and getting this kind of instant gratification. It is hard knowing that, that doing something, you, don't, you see the fruits of that labor over the course of 10 years, but it is, again, it should have been our absolute number one priority coming into 2020, but just because we are dealing with a global pandemic, it doesn't lessen the priority. So, so we have three more weeks, and, and we, we've seen it literally, statistically, you can still make a dent in that. So, so anything communities can do to, to uptick any final efforts, it's worth it. You know, uh, so, so three more weeks, we, we, we all can continue to, to do this. As, as we said uh, today, we, we played around with this ice cream initiative. This was our Hail Mary pass. This was our last ditch effort to, to, to get over the top. So every, every, uh, every community needs to 
throw that final Hail Mary play. Well, thank you for giving us so much time uh, discussing the census. This is one of a series of podcasts featuring Edinburgh City Manager Ron Garza. I'm Mario Munoz reporting for the Rio Grande Guardian International News Service.